listening to Refreshing Retail. In this Ahul Deleza podcast series, we'll discuss trends in food and retail. And we'll do that with some of the main leaders of Ahul Deleza and the industry. What motivates them? What is their purpose? And how do they see the future of the industry? My name is Emily Zipson, your host. And today I'll be joined again by Franz Müller, President and Chief Executive Officer at Ahul Deleza. Hello, Franz. Welcome again. Hi, Emily. Um, thanks for hosting us. And um, I'm very much looking forward to this conversation because this is uh, close to the heart and close to leadership. Exactly, because in this uh, episode, we're going to talk about leadership, building diverse teams and personal ambition. Important topics for your company. Those are the differentiating topics which makes our company a great company and uh, makes our leaders also uh, creating a difference for our for our associates. Now our guest is Ahmed Abadala. He is store manager at Food Lion and was Al Deleuze's store manager of the year in 2019. Perhaps the name doesn't ring a bell with our European audiences, but Food Lion is an Al Deleuze brand, an American grocery store chain that operates over 1100 supermarkets at the US East Coast. Ahmed, great to have you on the podcast. You cannot be with us in the studio here, so you're joining us remotely. Welcome. Hi, Emily. Thank you so much uh, for having me today, and uh, thank you for uh, the invite. I'm looking forward to it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, Ahmed, you're, you're not in the States right now, but I understand you're on holiday in Egypt. What are you up to? That, that is correct. Um, um, I was able to travel after two years um, because of COVID. Um, so joined my family. Um, I have a large family, so I was able to see all of them uh, this holiday. Uh, the weather is beautiful. Uh, everybody seems happy, even though uh, we're in a COVID world now. Uh, but I'm enjoying my vacation here with my family. Oh, I can imagine. Definitely after two years. Now, Ahmed, you were chosen store manager of the year back in 2019. Franz, why? Why was Ahmed chosen? Yeah, it's, um, it's for me always a big pleasure to, uh, to uh, nominate those awards because we have uh, roughly 7,000 uh, supermarket store managers in our organization. And those are really heroes to me. Uh, and uh, especially I'm at, uh, if you win this award, then you must be, uh, then you must be a special leader. And you will hear later on that um, Ahmed has an, uh, uh, a very strong and convincing career. And um, he's one of those who, um, who manage not only our business very well from a result perspective, um, but also has a high ambition to do even uh, every year better with his store. But what is even more important to me is that he um, he is a strong mentor of associates and he also is growing a lot of talent uh, uh, to become store managers in our company. And that's of course very important to have the pipeline of talent. And the other thing what is um, great for me is that he is uh, very focused on promoting diverse and local talent as well. And he builds great partnerships with the community. So a number of things which uh, make Ahmed uh, pretty unique, I would say. Wow, Ahmed, take it all in. Amazing compliments. Oh, that must thank, feel good. Thank you so much. It feels oh. great. Thank you so much. Yeah, for thank the you. Words. Thank you, Franz. Now, Ahmed, let's get to know you better first. Um, you were born in Egypt and you started working when you were only 15 to support your family after your dad passed away. That must have been a tough time, I can imagine. It was uh, definitely very, very tough, uh, not only for me, but also for my family. Um, 
I always remember my brother uh, because he was uh, my hero. Um, he was in college when my dad passed away. Um, he had to quit college and start working because uh, life was very, very difficult. And um, he, he was able to support my family. Uh, he was able to not to do the things that he wants to do uh, in, in, in order to um, help us grow and uh, be a better human being. Um, I traveled to um, U.S. when I was um, in 2007. Uh, I worked three jobs. Um, I would never forget. I'm always proud to share my story um, to show uh, everyone that it's, it's okay to start from the bottom. Uh, it's okay to struggle. Uh, it will make you a better person. Um, there is a lot of people that helped me throughout my career. Um, being able to join Foodline, um, the, the, the company taught me how to be a good human being uh, and to be able to help others. Wow. Um, wow, that sounds very, very inspiring, I find. Um, what was the main reason um, why you wanted to move to the U.S.? A better opportunity. Um, I was in college. I always dreamed to go to U.S. Um, I felt that I belong in U.S. Um, it was a lot of opportunities in Egypt, but I always dreamed to be in U.S. to work and go to school and build my family in, in U.S. And, and did you dream about it as well? I mean, how far did that go that you felt you had to go to the U.S.? I share a small story with you. Um, even when I was in high school, I applied for the visa. I got rejected seven times. And every time I get rejected, I didn't give up. I went back. I worked more to be able to fund the visa to go to the embassy. Um, and uh, finally, um, I applied for a different program. It's called DV Lottery. And I was able to win the green card. Wow. That's real perseverance, Franz. Yeah, it's quite amazing. And uh, I think uh, perseverance and uh, conviction and doing the right thing, I think, is one of the red threats in Ahmed's life. Uh, and uh, I can also imagine how grateful he is uh, to his brother, who also made that possible, of course. So it's quite an amazing story. Now, Ahmed, what were these early days like in the United States? Um, it was it was uh, very uh, difficult, I would say. Um, I remember um, sleeping in my car in between shifts, so I worked three different jobs and also went to school. So literally, my day will start at six in the morning and ends at eleven p.m. And this is seven days a week. Um, I had to work to be able to fund my school, but also to be able to make a living in U.S. and also be able to help my family in Egypt. Wow. And, and, and then you're living in Cairo and you have your dream and you would like to move to the U.S. and you, you won your green card. Uh, which city do you then pick to take a flight to? How does it work? I mean, what, what did you go for? Um, so I picked um, Virginia uh, because I do have some family that lives in Virginia. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, they were able to help me in the first three months. Okay. Um, I was able to join Foodline at the time and two other competitors. Mm -hmm. uh, but later I picked Food Lion to be my main job because I saw myself growing with, with Food Lion. 
Okay. You you had this this urge and mentality from a very young age. I mean, uh, Franz, what kind of kid were you at 15? Uh, at 15, I was uh, I was also in high school. Um, did not have a dream uh, to go to to fly to the US uh, in those days. Uh, in high school here in the in the Dutch market in the in the Netherlands, I was not a great student in those days. I can tell you, and uh, spent a lot of sports uh, time for sports and these kind of things. So, uh, yeah, quite different um, to Ahmed's uh, Ahmed's story. So, did you have a job? Yes, I had a part-time job. I I already oh, I always worked when I could. So um, I was uh, bringing around newspapers was my job, and it was well paid. And especially the Christmas uh, the Christmas gratification at the end of the year was uh, <laughs> was a highlight for me because then you could in my day you could you get two hundred and fifty guilders in those Dutch guilders, and that was a big amount. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, pretty well organized for that event as well. Yeah. Ahmed moved to the states when he was twenty one. Imagine you would have been in a similar position as Ahmed. I mean, doing the same. Yeah. I, I, I mean, did you have any kind of idea about this is the type of work I'm going to do, looking at your future? I always had a few ideas about uh, what I wanted to do. Uh, and I think there are a few elements with Ahmed mentioned, which were also given to me by my family and my parents as well, uh, doing the right thing, taking care of people and communities, have a good set of values. Hopefully I have them. And... Um, and that we uh, that just also working hard to to make that extra mile uh, that was always uh, in our in our uh, picture as well and uh, at 21 um, i wanted to work for first of all i studied still and i was still studying quite a, quite a long time since then but i wanted to work for an international company a people business and uh, for a product which i had some connection with mm. okay so kind of different than ahmed kind of different <laughs> yeah it makes you it makes you humble when you when you hear Ahmed's story then uh, at an at, at maybe maybe a more lucky start but Ahmed uh, caught up uh, tremendously, as we heard. Exactly. Now, Ahmed, you joined Foodline in 2007 as a cashier in Charlotte Hall, Maryland, working like crazy with two jobs while also studying. And six years later, you became store manager in 2013. It sounds like a lot of hard work. Did you have any time to relax or meet new friends? Um, not really. I had a, a goal. Uh, that I wanted to accomplish, so it was not so much of work-life balance. Um, I had to sacrifice a lot of things in order for me to be, in order for me to be where I am. I met a lot of great people at work that I call them family or I call them friends. Uh, one of those friends is my director. Um, she is the one that believed in me and she is the one that took me under her wing and taught me everything about the business. Because I, I never had any experience in grocery in, in Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, so she is the one that taught me a lot of things about grocery business. Well, you could say every career, you know, you, you need mentors in your life. That's absolutely, was also for me exactly, exactly the case, Emily. I have been very lucky with my supervisors or directors as well. And you have to be lucky there with 
mentors who understand you or who understand your your drive or your ambition or support you where you need some help and that is very important i think that's i think also in ahmed's work uh, work in his store or in the stores he worked for i think that's that's he is also well known for that because he it was his own experience ahmed let's talk a bit more about your work uh, you've been a store manager now for more than eight years and your store has the highest annual sales volume in food lion and you started off with 90 employees and now have more than 200 You've got excellent results and you're respected for being a very good people's manager. People like to work for you. And now research has proven that happy employees are more productive and happy employees lead to happy customers. Is that what keeps you motivated or is there also another more personal drive? Uh, Absolutely. I think um, being a good human being, um, it, it goes a long way. Um, just having a, a small conversation with that part-time that works only two days a week and asking what's his dream, what he wants to do in the future. Um, working with the current employees rather than keep hiring, um, not investing in people that you have currently, I think it's important. Um, one of the things that I always do with my team is um, I always put a, a plan in place. So what's that development plan look like six months from now? Um, and just asking a lot of questions and just listening right. is very, very important. So, so, so what do you do to keep your employees happy? What is, what is your secret? Um, just uh, challenging, uh, challenging my, my, my employees and uh, working with them, not working against them. So basically right. just listening to them and if there is a concern, addressing the concern. If there is a, a training gap, work with them um, or direct them to the right person. I, I do have 200 employees, but it's important to me to have a conversation with every single person that I see or I, I encounter every day. I, I, I read... Um, it could be, hey, how you doing? Right. Right. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I, I read that you know something personal of each employee. Absolutely. Um, It it is important to me because it's not always going to be about work. Um, It could be family. It could be what kind of sports you like. Or you you have to know one thing about each employee to start the conversation. After you start the conversation, then you can talk about work. Right. Kind of building that trust. Absolutely. Now, Now, you work with a very diverse team. Could you tell us a bit more about this diversity? I'm sure the diversity is, 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 is very, very important for me and also important for us as a company. Um, I'll give you a small story. Um, I had um, a, a gentleman that came about eight months ago. Um, he told me he was out of work for about three years. Um, and he said that no one is able to give him an interview. Um, and I told him, I said, it's not a problem, come next week and we'll do the interview. Um, he's, he's 82 years old and he believes or he feels that no one wants to give him the opportunity because of his age. Um, and, and I told him, just come in and we'll do the interview. We interviewed him and uh, we give him a job. Um, so we, we give him the opportunity um, because everybody deserves the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, he, right now, he is one of the top employees that we have in the store. He provides great customer service. Um, and, and again, he, he was at a job for three years because he feels that no one wants to give him the opportunity. 
if you think about diversity, if you think about, you know, no, we, we don't discriminate towards age, gender, color. It's very, very important. My team is very diverse. I have all kinds, young, old, um, all uh, people from different backgrounds. Um, so it's, it's very, very important to me. Thank you, Ahmed. How's that for you, Frans? We would like to have populations in our stores and in our offices, which are 100% representation of uh, the neighborhoods and the societies, or like at Footline, we would say the towns and cities where we work, 100% represent, uh, representation in the stores. And I think it's very, very important, uh, the, the experience uh, I'm at the sharing just now. And uh, first of all, the diversity level, but also the uh, just the, the fundamental respect for people. And uh, if we have that relationship in work, which is not starting with work, but starting with other things, uh, the, the, the things of life, if we um, give people opportunities uh, where they would like to fight for, you have a loyalty, you have an, you have a commitment, you have therefore also happy empl- happy associates and therefore also happy customers. It's all a very strong logic in our type of business. And food retail is about people. It's about relationship. It's about the communities. It's about doing uh, every th- every day the right thing for our for our customers and. I think this example of the 82-year-old gentleman is uh, a very nice example. And I'm so happy that we have tons of these kind of examples where a lot of people uh, make it happen. Thank you. Now, Frans, you've held many management positions during your career. Before you got your current position, you started at KLM Cargo, uh, then holding various positions at the German company uh, Metro. And then in 2013, you became president and chief executive through Deleuze, which brought you to Ail Deleuze Group. Altogether, that's more than 30 years of management experience. And looking at the experience you have now, what would you do differently if you could travel back in time? Uh, I think one of the things is that um, I would start listening earlier. So that's one element uh, which I had to learn over time. I think also the, uh, the fact of being closer to uh, to your people and your teams, I would uh, start early with that. I think I also would, uh, would look at... Uh, from a strategic point of view, look further ahead uh, than uh, I used to, to do in those days. What well, further ahead is in uh, years ahead? Yeah, it's in years. It's in years. And some things are, some industries uh, you can plan for years, some industry you can plan for a couple of years. But I think that strategic view is uh, what is now needed, in, of course, in the present job. So Ahmed could perhaps lend you some of his management style. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, you say this. Uh, you, you say this, but a good laugh. But I think um, uh, I, I think I will learn from a lot of people still every day, and uh, I think uh, that keeps you young, by the way. And uh, and especially um, as I mentioned before, the store managers uh, are absolutely also heroes for me. So. Um, that's why I hope to, to spend also more time at store manager when I'm in those stores and to, to listen to them because in the end they are so close to our customers, mm. to our communities, to our merchandise and they see every day 24-7 what's going well in our stores and where we have to become better. Exactly. And that's, that is super feedback. Thank you for sharing that um, and being so open as well because Ahmed, has your management style changed already? Honestly, I've always been... Um, a good listener and uh, very understandable. But I would say, if anything, I was less patient when I started as a store manager because I wanted to accomplish a lot of things. Now I have a lot more patience. 
I, I think I, I mean we should have we should have met earlier. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm still I'm still not very patient by myself, by the way. But I I, I I should have learned the listening from you much earlier. That would have helped me a lot. So you see, you, at least uh, you at least meet twice in life, right? Now we heard Ahmed talking about diversity. <laughs> And inclusion. And uh, Al Delez has the ambition to have a workforce that's 100% inclusive, 100% gender balanced, and with a workforce that represents the markets you serve for 100%. Very strong ambitions, France. How do you ensure these ambitions are truly put into practice? First of all, I think um, uh, our managers are uh, completely on board. So it's, uh, it's a self-drive from our people to make that happen. And secondly, we talk about it and we also try to give them tools and instruments to, to make that happen. And uh, um, it's so powerful to be a true representation of the society or the community where you work. Uh, and that is uh, not only a good thing to do, but also uh, a good thing to make an, a, more, a, more, uh, a more successful business. I think, Ahmed, your story is, uh, is also clear, right? It's also more fun to have a diverse team. You, get your, you can serve your communities better. You understand your associates better. You understand your customers better. So it's, yeah, for, for many people, hopefully, and uh, I think that's also the case, an, an intuitive thing to do. What do you think about this, Ahmed? What, what do you think about this uh, element? Absolutely. I agree with you, Franz, 100%. And um, I, th I think there's tons of scientific work, you know, where, which shows that that diverse teams, better balanced diverse teams are more successful. That's one thing. But it's so much more fun. I, I worked myself in 27 countries with all kinds of people, with all kinds of backgrounds. Uh, and there are a lot of universal values, like also in the store I met, uh, in your store I met, you, you have also a lot of universal values in your store. How many, I mean, you must have a lot of different nationalities and backgrounds in your store. But it's so much more fun when you have variety of opinions, when you come to the result in a more, yeah, a more community representative way. It's it's nicer. It's more successful. Enriching. Enriching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and also I think if people can be themselves with their own backgrounds in mind, uh, also for them they will be more committed and more loyal and more productive, but also have more fun themselves. Diversity is a, is a great topic, I, I must say, but it's time to move on to some statements. Every episode I ask my guests and co-host to answer some statements with either agree or disagree and afterwards we'll discuss them together. So uh, Franz and Ahmed, are you ready for the first statement? Absolutely, go ahead, Emily. I'm ready. Yep. Good leaders should set the example and should have a healthy work-life balance. Do you agree or disagree, Ahmed? Absolutely, I agree 100%. You I also, I also cannot agree more. <laughs> Great. 100%. But we, what, we, we have a few things more to say. Of course, if, if of gets, course. If it gets a little bit more room from you, then only yes or no. Well, yeah, no, no. Say. Afterwards, after the second one, we'll, 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 there's time for some <laughs> discussion okay. because yeah, at okay. the beginning of our, our our discussion, I heard Ahmed said that he had no time for, a, uh, for some balance. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second statement <laughs> is about one of the most discussed topics about leadership, and I'm curious to hear your, both your opinion. So here we go. Good leaders are born that way. Leadership is not something you can just learn. I fully disagree. Ahmed? I disagree. 
<laughs> okay, so going back to the first one. And we have not coordinated before this, Emily. No. It's just all natural. Yeah, yeah. So um, going back to the first statement um, about the, the healthy work-life balance, Ahmed, uh, when we started off, you had no time for uh, uh, friends, sports, whatever. Um, but you do say, I agree to this statement. Correct. Um, it was it was my choice. Um, I was not forced to do what I did. If that makes sense, um, I always get two days a week, two days off a week. Um, currently, I have a lot of associates that have been with the company for over twenty years. Um, I had several conversations with them. What's best for them? Um, they they asked me if they can have three days or four days a week, and I said no problem. It's okay because we have the coverage that's not going to affect the business. So not only for me, but also for my associates, um, trying to be able to accommodate um, and make sure that the associates are happy and have that work-life balance. It's, it's very important because if they do, they will give you 150%. I fully agree, but... I think those work-life balances are personal issues. Uh, very, everybody has a different balance. Uh, and as long as we can find that balance, uh, then I think we are in a good spot. You know, then Have you found yours? I think so, yeah. I think otherwise I would not be able to, to be able to work uh, like I worked in the last 30 years. So I find myself, but it doesn't feel like work, you know. And at the moment it feels like work, then, then that would be a signal and hopefully... Uh, I will be conscious about that moment and hopefully uh, yeah, I have also, also a loving family and a loving uh, circle of friends who uh, tell me uh, things are not going well. And I think that's also a good input when people think, hey, <laughs> it, it looks, you look at him and you see it's work for him. And then, then I have to pull the plug, I think. Okay, clear. I have one more comment, Emily. Sure. Um, speaking about work-life balance, um, currently my store is under construction because we are under the remodel. Right. And I was able to take three weeks vacation, go see my family, spend time with friends, um, and nothing is, is, is going wrong or I'm getting phone calls or emails or anything. So that is important to me because this is my time with my family and friends, if that right. makes sense. So my director made sure that I'm going to have my vacation when it's needed, when I want it. Um, and, and again, leading by example um, is, is, is very important. And a high level of reciprocity, right? So because uh, hmm. you take care of his vacation as well, like he take care of your vacation. That's how it works, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Now, you both disagreed uh, on the following statement, good leaders are born that way. Leadership is not something you can learn. Tell me more, Franz. It's not a DNA matter. It's a matter of um, your own motivation. When you want to get there, it's absolutely possible. You have to be lucky with your leaders, for example, or the circumstances where you are. But this is not a, a thing of genetics. This uh, this I don't believe. And maybe there must be a thousand textbooks written about the fact that this in your genetics. I don't believe that. And I think uh, we have many examples in our company where people just made it happen uh, from wherever from wherever where they started. Ahmed, what is your view? I agree with France hundred percent because um, I think it, it has to come from that person that want to be a, a great leader. Uh, you have to have that motivation. Uh, you have to have 
because anything we can teach anything all the technical we can teach well before we wrap up let's talk a little bit more about leadership um what do you do apart from the things you shared already um, um to to grow as a leader i mean what what other things do you do um for me personally i reach out to some leaders in the organization um i spend some time with them trying to get different perspectives about the business um i do a lot of reading uh books in general about business um and just having that mentor that helps me uh throughout my career and you yeah for me Sounds- it's um I try to spend some time to explore uh, new areas, uh, for example, digital and technology, and to learn more about this because it's so important for our business, but also for our customers as well. And it changes so fast. And it changes so fast. And the other thing is that uh, it's always enlightening when you talk to younger people, how they look at uh, the future, what is for them important, what is their purpose in a company, what do they expect from a supermarket or an omni-channel supermarket business. And uh, and talking to them uh, yeah, it can set new standards or give you new directions and also might make you uh, uh, even more ambitious about uh, making the changes happen. And, and Frans, what advice would you give to young people who have the ambition to become a leader? I would say um, uh, trust yourself. Uh, don't question yourself too much. Get a little bit luck with the good supervisors who can see uh, that you go that extra mile And um, I think that hard work and quality of work are still very important ingredients. And uh, I think there are more chances there with those those elements than maybe being the brightest kid in the classroom or uh, or having the best tools. And the motivation is important. Um, And uh, you have to yeah you have to be a little bit lucky. But the only disappointing remark I have to make is that uh, I think hard work is an important ingredient. Of course it is. Um, also listening to Ahmed's story, um, you're quite young yourself, 35, Ahmed, but um, what advice would you give to young people who have this ambition to become a leader? Sure. Um, kind of echo to what Franz said, um, hard work pays off um, and it's okay to fail, but how can you learn from failing? Reach out to people that be able to give you advice. One of the things that I did three years ago, um, I have a notebook. Um, Anyone that I meet, I have them give me an advice. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go back and read those advice. Wow, that's great. I love that. I'm going to do that too. Thank you. Um, um, but I ju- thank you. I, I just said I just said you're you're still young because 35 is quite young. You have a whole future ahead of you. Um, but what do you have in mind for your own future? Um, I wanna I wanna be able to see uh, the side of the business in in Europe or maybe in Asia. I wanna be able to see that. I wanna be able to impact larger scale of people. I wanna be able to develop a lot more people because mm. I have a lot more players. I, I, I want to accomplish a lot more within that company. Well, you're lucky you're only 35 um, and I'm sure you'll inspire uh, <laughs> many, many people. Um, and, and Franz, what about you? Uh, you're a little bit older. Well, what's on your horizon? What, what are your dreams? I'm, I'm, I'm slightly older. I'm all, 
for sure older than 40 already, which is of course a crucial, uh, crucial, uh, um, a crucial date in your life. But um, I have the privilege to have this position in the company, and I'm working in food retail. For me personally, I hate to see that societies or communities uh, leave people behind. And that's about food, that's about education, that give people equal chances, that's about diversity and equality. And I think with our company, we can uh, bring a positive contribution there. And I would love to see that our company uh, is a winning company as well, and also ahead of the curve uh, when we talk about uh, customer journeys, technology, inspiring uh, inspiring work for associates, and that we, uh, that we win together with our people and with our customers. So... Those are the things which are on my on my agenda. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, one we've... more thing, France. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say one, one more thing, France, that will be able to enter the Middle East one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I already, already <laughs> predicted the pitch. You're pretty, you were pretty persistent there. But uh, yeah, it's at least, I mean, if you, look at our, if you look at our ambitions, then we always look for bigger markets. And of course, uh, Egypt is a bigger market. But uh, I, I give you a ring when we are that far. <laughs> Write that down in your notebook. Awesome. Um, Ahmed, thank you so, so much for this conversation, all the way from Egypt. Uh, France, thank you so much for co-hosting this episode again. And you can find all episodes of Refreshing Retail in your favourite podcast app. Thanks so much for listening again. And until next time. <laughs>